Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Everybody Hates Your Brand, the podcast for all things marketing. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about what makes Rafa Cycling Club a great loyalty program. I will never understand people who exercise outside. The variable weather, the danger from other people, the insects, ghastly. Give me a Peloton and an indoor gym every day of the week. Ideally air-conditioned. However, there are those hardier souls who love to get into the great outdoors for their exercise. Amongst that group, cyclists are some of the most hardcore. People who clad their frames in skin-tight lycra and set out on the roads, pathways, mountains and cycle lanes, alone or in groups, braving traffic, pedestrians and all manner of other dangers. They obsess about their bikes and gear. You can never have enough, apparently. Their clothing, nutrition, power output, Strava status and more. And yet, it is in this world in which we can find what I believe is one of the most impressive loyalty programmes in the world. The Rafa Cycling Club. Who are Rafa? Well, Rafa Performance Roadway is a cycling lifestyle brand focused on road bicycle racing and mountain biking clothing and accessories. Formed in the UK in 2004, it operates in the high price segment of the cycling clothing market, but its stuff is widely considered to be of great quality, if potentially overpriced. Its stated aim is to inspire the world to live by bike, and it has grown to generate over £100 million annually. A huge part of its success is the Rafa Cycling Club, which launched in 2007. Now, I've worked in loyalty for about 25 years, and I've been fortunate to run and build some big loyalty programs in my time. So what is it that I like so much about Rafa? Well, number one, it's not just about getting stuff. They truly have built a community. Now, Harvard Business School professors Paul Lawrence and Nitin Noria, forgive my pronunciation if I've got that one wrong, developed a behavioural model that states that all humans are driven largely by four biological drives. The drive to acquire, the drive to defend, the drive to learn and comprehend, and the drive to bond. And this model can act as a way to categorise the mechanics of a specific loyalty programme and which motivation levers they're trying to pull to deliver against their objectives. Now, a programme can have benefits in more than one of those motivational areas, but in general it will have a centre of gravity. So let's take a look at some examples for each drive. The drive to acquire is really obvious. It covers any program that enables members to earn points, discounts, offers, or exclusive products, and is the norm for most loyalty programs. Great examples would include Tesco Club Card, My McDonald's Rewards, Starbucks, the kind of usual stuff you'd expect to see from a loyalty program. Almost as common is programs that use the drive to defend. You see it in any program that is built around status levels and the need to maintain them. Airline loyalty programs are a great example. I had a friend fly from Sydney to Melbourne and back in a day just to maintain their Qantas Gold status. Great examples would include things like Qantas Frequent Flyer, Virgin Atlantic Flying Club, basically any airline loyalty program. The drive to learn and comprehend is a little bit more rare. I say a little bit, a lot more rare. It pertains to any benefits where you can get access to masterclasses or exclusive content from experts as a reason to join. And it's certainly pretty rare, as I said. There are some examples. Canon Club would be an interesting example in this situation. The Drive to Bond is the last, and those programs focus on building and supporting a vibrant community. One that gets people together physically or virtually. One that creates connections, celebrates achievements, and generally is built around social connection. 
When we look at the benefits that you can get from Rafa Cycling Club, we can see that it is in that area, the drive to bond, that they have focused, with drive to acquire as secondary. Some examples of what you can get if you join the program, you get access to group rides and social events organized by over 500 ride leaders globally. You get the chance to ride in a virtual world called Swift. More of that later. Members only forums, access to an app, which is essentially the social glue that connects everything together. So they really have focused on the idea of community. But just because you have a bunch of members in a loyalty program doesn't mean you have a community. A community doesn't just happen. It needs impetus, drive, organisation and inspiration to get people together, especially at the beginning. There are many examples of brands that purport to build a community but do very little to create any vibrancy. But Rafa have gone hard to build a community in several ways. The first is their network of clubhouses. Rafa has 22 clubhouse locations globally, which act as community hubs where members can come and enjoy half-price coffee, rent a high-end bike, or check out the latest Rafa gear, but they also act as the focal point for rides organised by Rafa staff and over 600 ride leaders, as well as social events that bring riders together. The next is their presence in Zwift. Now, for those of you who don't know, Zwift is a video-like game environment where riders pedal on an indoor bike and their in-game avatar cycles around 12 different virtual worlds. The harder you pedal, the faster you go. You can ride with thousands of other riders on Zwift, join group rides and races, do structured workouts, or just poodle around a world solo. It uses gamification to encourage you to improve your fitness, all in the service of Zwift's mantra fun is fast and it can really get you in shape for riding in the real world according to mark lewis of the above average youtube channel as someone who has ridden a road bike outside a handful of times in their life and not at all this year that was an okay performance and clearly at least it shows that for that type of race there's a huge crossover between indoor pedaling and outdoor pedaling as i said before it really did feel like i was zwifting if zwift had wind and corners Whilst there are a few products uh, similar to Zwift, it is probably the most famous and certainly the most popular with reportedly more than a half million people having signed up. Rafa knows that not every rider can get to a clubhouse, so other ways of connecting their community that aren't dependent on geography are crucial to the growth of the program and the brand. A presence on Zwift is a great way to achieve that. So, ride leaders also operate in this virtual world. Members can participate in RCC member rides, join the Rafa official club to monitor their stats and fly the RCC colours virtually. More on that later. The last of these community events are what they call flagship rides. Rafa has several recurring flagship rides that bring together its community across the globe. The most famous of these, or perhaps most notorious, is the Festive 500. Here's how Rafa describes it. The greatest riding challenge of them all assumes its usual slot at the end of the calendar year. Sign up to the Festive 500 for a holiday season you'll never forget. 500 kilometres. 8 days. 24th to the 31st of December. It's a perfectly balanced challenge and the perfect excuse to eat whatever you want afterwards. Sounds dreadful to me, but to reach their own. The Festive 500 can be done in the real world, or Zwift, and relies on ride telemetry data to set, show that you've done what you said you were going to do. Some hardy souls even try and do all 500 kilometres in one go. It's an insane bonding experience, like 24 hours, 36 hours, whatever. 
you spend doing it. You all get up at the same like 4 a.m., 3 a.m. in the morning to start this like ride that you can't even comprehend. You don't know what the next 24 hours is going to throw at you. And there's all sorts of people there, all different kinds of bikes, rando bikes, road bikes, gravel bikes, and people from all of those backgrounds. The point of these rides and these flagship rides is it brings together members across the world to all experience the same event at the same time and even document their efforts on social media and YouTube, as we've just heard. It's this common experience that brings together the community. The last thing that brings the community together and is essentially, as I've described earlier, is the glue that supports all these things, is their app. It is very difficult to organise large groups of human beings. Anyone who has tried to organise a wedding or even a Sunday lunch with friends knows it can be like herding kittens. To make organising all these members doable, Rafa created their app. It is a social network unto itself where members can see what rides and social events are happening in their clubhouse, online in Zwift or just in their area. Hell, they can even organise one if they want to. It also has the membership card and a chat functionality, much like WhatsApp where ride leaders and members can converse, organise rides, and generally get to know each other. It seems to be well-liked, with a current rating on the App Store of 4.6 out of 5, and, as a secondary benefit, I'm sure it generates Rafa a metric tonne of data about the vibrancy of their community, the current issues people are having, and thoughts on the latest products, releases, and more. In short, Rafa doesn't say they have a community when they don't. They have actually put the time, effort and resources to build a hugely impressive one. The second reason that I like Rafa Cycling Club's loyalty programme is that they use loss aversion to amplify the benefits of the programme. In recent years, the loyalty industry has seen the rise of paid-for reward programmes, largely influenced by the rampant success of Amazon Prime. The fact that Amazon Prime has a price point for entry is crucial to its success. It's crucial because it plays into the psychology of sunk costs and loss aversion. A sunk cost is money that has already been spent and cannot be recovered. As a result, the rational move with any sunk cost is to ignore it dispassionately when making decisions. The money is spent and there is nothing you can do about it. But as behavioural science tells us, people are not rational. Fans who paid £100 for a concert ticket will drive into a blizzard to get there, while fans who got tickets free might think better of it. Businesses continue to invest in failing projects because they've spent so much already. This irrationality is driven by loss aversion. Paying £100 for a ticket and not attending feels like losing £100, even though the money has been spent and there's nothing you can do to get it back. Similarly, the more you use something you have paid for, the better you feel about that purchase. As a result, paying £70 for an RCC membership contributes to customers wanting to get the most out of that investment so they don't see it as wasted money. That in turn increases the odds they make the most of those benefits they're paying for, buy more Rafa products, which in turn generates more revenue for Rafa. And the last reason I really like it is that it creates and reinforces mental availability. Mental availability is the likelihood that a buyer will notice, recognise and or think of a brand in a buying situation. Therefore, it's about memory and the need to build brand and reinforce brand linked memory structures that make the brand easier to notice and buy. One of the ways a brand does that is by creating distinctive brand assets. 
If I showed you a Nike swoosh, played you the I'm loving it jingle, or presented you with the silhouette of a Coke bottle, you'd be instantly able to tell me the brand's name. These distinctive brand assets or codes are ingrained in our brains and are mental shortcuts that create familiarity. In psychological terms, familiarity does not breed contempt. Instead, it creates positive attitudes towards said brand. Rafa has been able to turn cyclists into brand ambassadors every time they go cycling, clad with the distinctive brand assets that are the Rafa Cycling Club colours and logos, whether in the real world or in the virtual world of Zwift. To support that, they smartly give each new member of the RCC a free cycling cap when they join, and if the rider is a member of Zwift, they can get virtual Rafa colours by redeeming their code from their welcome email. Rafa colours are also cheaper on store for Rafa members. This is a huge plus for the RCC, and Rafa has definitely leaned into it. So, what are the key lessons we can take from the RCC? Well, firstly, figure out what motivational drive or drives are the most appropriate for your loyalty programme. What works for your business, your brand, and your objectives. Invest in whatever you choose. Rafa went out after one of the most labour-intensive centres of gravity, the drive to bond, a concept that demands investment in people and time. It's not a set-and-forget approach at all, but they went for it, continuing to invest and are reaping the benefits. It's a core growth part of their brand. The value has allowed them to justify the cost of entry for a member and reap the loss aversion benefits of that cost. And lastly, Use it to reinforce your brand and increase mental availability if you can. If your program can be recognised and be seen in the world, whether virtual or real, it can be a hugely valuable distinctive asset and in turn create mental availability. Right, with that all said, I'm going to go off and exercise indoors. Well, if you made it all the way through to the end of that episode, thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, please remember to subscribe, give us a review on whatever um, podcast platform you're listening to this on. It'd be much appreciated. The next two podcasts, if all go well, are going to be some really fascinating interviews. So if you're sick of my voice, there'll be a bit of a break over the next two episodes. Um, and just to finish off, as my mum always says, and this is especially true if you're about to get on your bike and go cycling. Take great, great care and be vigilant. <laughs>